This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, Jeremy here with Simple Life. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a wonderful day, wonderful week. Uh, hopefully you had some great celebrations, uh, whether you're in the United States or Canada. July 1st is Canada Day. July 4th was the U.S. It was really weird for us um, not going to Canada Day things because usually we do that. Um, but like we did, didn't even go to town that day. So it was kind of just weird, just like another day. Um, I had an idea for this episode and I started it and I don't think it worked. What I was going to do was basically podcast an entire knife build. So I pulled up one of my videos from YouTube, one that didn't have a voiceover, and I just kind of started playing it and spoke to the process, kind of let, you know, tell what I was doing. And then in certain places I would pause it so I could kind of go a little deeper and give a little more detail. And I got about 15 minutes of that recorded. And something, it was just feeling really weird to me. We weren't even at the halfway mark of the build video and I thought, you know what, I, I better just have a listen to this and see what it's all about. And it didn't flow. I, I don't know, just something about it did not work. And that was like my plan for this week's episode. And I don't have time to get another guest lined up. So this is just going to be story time with Jer, I guess. Um, I guess this episode will be, I got a couple things I could I could let you know about and talk about. Um, and then I just want to apologize for the audio for last week's episode. I I think I know what the issue is. I think it was something between where I upload uh, the interface that I have when I upload my audio. Uh, see, I got this Rodecaster Pro, and it's this this device where you can put multiple microphones into it. Multiple. It's it's just a, pro, a podcasting tool, and it's great. And it has these little pads, these little buttons where I can press like this, and I have an audience clapping. And I've got a slider. I can turn that quieter. I can make it louder, and. I actually had my intro song on here, so this one right here. And I think when I did that, I, I wanted to do the intro over the audio. So, hey guys, Jeremy here, Simple Life. I thought that'd be kind of a cool thing rather than just having the song play and then have me welcome everybody. But I think what happened was I had that audio way too quiet. And so when I uploaded it, um, it was kind of normalized for the intro song. And it ended up putting the audio where I was talking way too loud. So you get that clipping. Like the audio for last week, I had the file on my phone. So I recorded the whole thing, edited it. And then I actually just transferred that file to my phone, listened to it even before I uploaded it anywhere. And it, it sounded great. It was wonderful. And then when it came out on iTunes, I listened to it and I was like, oh, man, it sounded so bad. <laughs> so I, I do apologize. I don't know if there's anything that can be done about that, but... Um, you know, you work hard, you create these environments. Like I'm in a little, a sound treated room. I've bought the equipment and then to have a little silly mishap like that is kind of frustrating and it's hard to listen to. I, I admit that hundred percent for sure. And it's too bad because I really enjoyed that interview with Todd Fuss last week, but hopefully we will not have that problem in the future. And, uh, one thing real quick with this roadcaster, the nice thing about it is it's, it's portable. And it records to an SD card. And like I'd said, you can have up to four different microphones. So I'm really looking forward to doing some in-person interviews and podcasts in the future. Uh, I did pick up another microphone. So now I've got two microphones. And if you ever need more, you could get more. Um, but I actually met this lady over the weekend that I would like to actually interview for a podcast. And I'll kind of tell you this little story. It's, it's kind of fun. 
So, you know, with this whole my minimalism thing that I've always been thinking about, I'm still always trying to pare down stuff, get rid of stuff I don't need. And I had this table. It was a two foot by two foot little workbench kind of thing. It was 37 inches high. And it came with my milling machine when I bought it. And very robust, very sturdy. It kind of looks like the the legs off of a table saw, like an older table saw. And it's been sitting in my C-can for about two years. I haven't used it because I built a longer bench that my milling machine's on. But I kept thinking, oh man, I'm going to use that table for something. It's going to be it's going to be a great table. I'm not going to get rid of it. Two years it's been sitting out there. And, you know, I, I've bought a lot of tools. I've made a lot of other stands and benches. And every time before I make one, I look at this thing and, and kind of scope it out. I'm like, no, it's just not right for this application. It's it's too tall or it's too big. It's going to be have too much extra room around it. And so I thought, you know what? I got to just get rid of this thing. So I put it up on the Facebook marketplace and typically I am, I hate Facebook. Like I really don't like it, but I like Facebook marketplace. And so I've thought about deleting my account numerous times constantly. And if it weren't for the marketplace, I definitely would not have a Facebook account. Um, but anyways, now the other thing with these Facebook marketplace accounts is you want to do things to, to minimize the time that it takes for you to sell stuff on there. And you want to try to avoid stupid questions. So I'm always very clear in my ads. So I said, free workbench, two foot by two foot top, 36 inches high, very sturdy, yada, yada. Located 10 minutes south of Strathmore, must come pick up. And I put that in caps. And then you get people, hey, uh, you by any chance ever come to Calgary? Yeah, I do, but I'm not. I'm not gonna bring this to you. It's free. I had this one person, and I don't know if it was a guy or girl, is a very unusual name, but they said, "Hey, do you ever come to Strathmore, or would this fit in the back of my car?" And I didn't even respond to him because both of those questions are entirely redundant based on the information that I had in the ad. Right? It says must come pick up, so don't even ask. Don't even ask me to bring it to Strathmore. And then it says, "Will it fit in the back of my car?" Well, I don't know what car you drive, but I give you the dimensions. Take a tape measure and go see if it'll fit in your car. Anyways, when I get those type of responses, I, I do not respond to them. I don't even waste my time. It, to me, it is a complete waste of time for me to get back to them. So the person that did come pick up this table, though, you know, we set it up on Saturday evening. She drove out and she pulls up in an L Ranchero. I think it was a 79 or a 76 L Ranchero. Sweet looking car. Of course, I've got to ask her about it. So I said, hey, that is so nice. Like, did you always own this car? And it turns out that she actually works. She's like a makeup artist. Is either makeup or a stylist. I don't know for sure. But she works in the film industry. And there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. And in this movie, they have this El Ranchero GT. There's two of them. One of them actually is an El, Ro- El Ranchero GT. One of them was an El Ranchero 500, but they gave it the paint job to look exactly like the GT. So one's a fake GT and one's a real GT. The one that she had was the fake GT. But it was really interesting because this paint job, they did it for the movie, but it literally looked like it was a car that had just been sitting in a garage. Like it looked like the factory paint job. It was, it, there's no rust or scratches or anything like that, but it didn't look brand new. And I don't know how they do that. It, it looked like it had a bit of an aged patina, but was still really, really nice, right? Like it looked like it was maybe a couple years old. Uh, it was really, really interesting. So cool thing when that movie comes out, if you ever see it, um, they use both of those cars in the film. 
But when you watch that movie and you see that El Ranchero, it's brown. That car was in my driveway. So I thought that was really cool. Really neat car. All original, like, you know, the engine and everything like that is just a phenomenal piece. Um, she actually was in the movie and she thought, that's a pretty cool car. I've always won something real weird. And so I, she asked whoever she needed to ask, say, hey, if these are ever going up for sale, would you let me know? And she got one. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And, um, you know, talking to her, I was asking her, yeah, it's a good little stand. She goes, oh, good. It'll be perfect for my chop saw, which it would be. It'd be perfect height for it. And she told me she's just setting up a little shed to to start getting into making stuff and, and woodworking projects. And I said, what kind of stuff are you going to work on? She goes, everything. I just want to learn how to do everything. Because she bought this house in Rockyford and she didn't know if she was going to have somebody renovate it or if she was going to do the renovation. Um, but what she started to do was just like she needed a shelf in the pantry. And she thought, you know what? I could I could handle that. I could make a shelf in the pantry. And so she did it. And then she'd pick something else and be like, oh, I'm going to do like an organizer in the basement and actually built this whole thing. And she said, I just have fallen in love with building stuff. And I actually want a shop now. So she's in the process of setting up this shop. And I thought, you know what, she would be a very interesting person because, you know, sometimes when you meet people that make things and you get into a casual conversation like this one, right? She'd come just to pick this thing up for free and we got talking. She found out I make knives and we had a great conversation and it was really interesting. And I'm like, I would love to be able to take this. Uh, I'm going to actually ask her if we can do this, but just bring the little podcast set up and do an in-person interview, you know, kind of just talk talk to her about what she does even though it's completely different than what I do it's very interesting and it's cool because her boyfriend is actually does a lot of prop stuff with the movies and she found out I was a knife maker and she asked if I ever do knife props I said no I've never every knife I've made has been a real knife and she's telling that one of the hardest things they have with knives in movies is that they have the real one uh, and that's used for like certain close-up shots, but then they always make replicas of it for the actual fight scenes. And it is so hard to get like a really hard plastic that looks like steel. And she goes, do you know how to do that? And I was like, oh man, I've never even thought about that before. But they'll take these knives and sometimes they'll have like, it's almost like a really hard rubber or a hard plastic. And then to get a finish on it that actually looks like steel and she said they've got, they always, always trying new stuff, different paints and, and dipping it and this and that. And I thought that was a really interesting concept. So I'd, I'd have no clue if I'm ever going to try doing something like that. But it's just kind of neat when you talk to these people, right? You, you meet these creative people. I would have never thought that making a knife for a movie, how hard it would be. Uh, to, to make it look like steel. And when you think about that, that would be very, very difficult. Anyways, very fascinating, fascinating person. And uh, it's really cool to meet her. And uh, who knows, hopefully, hopefully we could have her on the podcast and she can talk about her creative things, the stuff that she's building. And uh, I find that really, really interesting. And then uh, our projects to run the house, we've kind of given ourselves a list of things that we want to get done this summer. And we're trying to attack it early so that, you know, we can have the rest of the summer knowing, you know, we don't have projects waiting over our head and we can actually enjoy weekends and, and go for bike trips and stuff. So I have built over the last little bit, I built nine raised bed uh, planter boxes for like tomatoes and vegetables. Uh, on top of that, we've got our main garden, which takes a lot of work. It's incredible. It's actually really big. I think our garden area that we have planted is about, I don't know, got to be like 80 feet by 140 feet. Like it's, it's large. It is a big, no, maybe not that much. Maybe it's like 70 feet by 90 feet or something. It's a, it's a big old plot of land. So obviously a lot of weeding. My wife does most of the weeding out there. 
Um, we got the decks built this year. And then the only one other project I really want to get done this summer before the snow flies is to make a metal gate for our driveway and then use some linear actuators, uh, solar panel there, and kind of build the whole thing myself. Uh, my next door neighbor actually got one. And this company came in, it's all aluminum. And it's really interesting because you've got the posts that the gate, it's a double gate. And so you've got the posts that they, the hinges are on and they're on either side of the driveway. But what they did is they actually connected it on the bottom with uh, a pipe. So they have this gate on a trailer and they literally just take their little, little mini backhoe, they trench a hole in it and they bury this thing certain depth and then fill it back in. And you've got a gate installed, so there's no, uh, you know, you're not pouring any concrete, you're not drilling holes down. It's literally just kind of, it's got support legs that come out in a bunch of different directions, and they just kind of bury that whole thing, and it sits there. So it's really, real cool concept. And uh, I was looking into it, and I was looking at pricing, and they're like thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, I think I'll just, I think I can weld up my own and uh, come up with my own operating little system for it there, uh, for a lot less than that. So that's one thing I would like to have done for this week. Keep the uh, keep the weirdos out of my property. Um, it's funny, like that's the one thing I don't like about rural is that you get these people that I've had. I've come home before and I've had people in my yard and they just take off. Luckily, I've had nothing stolen and I've got a lot of security cameras set up. Um, but it's weird, you know. People people take advantage of you out here and they're like, oh, they're gone. You know what they'll do is I've I've heard guys talking about this is that where I live is kind of in a little valley and. Uh, people will sit in their trucks up on the hills and scope and see, okay, these people, like the whole family just drove out of their driveway and they'll wait till you're gone. And obviously you're going to the city or something like that. And they'll, they'll just watch. And as soon as you're gone, they'll go, uh, you know, go snoop around, take something. They'll go steer your stuff. It's crazy. So it'd be nice to have a gate for that. And then um, the one other project I want to get done personally, like for myself is this TIG welding cart. I started it. I got like 95% done and then I needed some, one, I think it was a half inch steel round bar to make some hooks out of. I didn't have that on hand. It was a couple days before I could go get it. And so I got it. I've got everything I need, but the momentum just kind of came to a grinding halt. So nice to get that done. Start TIG welding some things up. And then I've already got like some winter projects lined up. Um, you know, some custom doors I'm going to make for one of our showers in the house and stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of fun stuff and uh, looking forward to it um, with what mostly outdoor work done now. We're just going to take some of the summertime and enjoy it. Uh, I've gotten my whole family set up properly with good bicycles. Uh, I'm a, I'm a bicycle nut. I love bicycles. I like how you can roam the earth on a bicycle. You know, it's not so slow as walking. I enjoy walking, but you know, I can't walk to Strathmore reasonably, right? Whereas I can ride my bicycle and it's 45 minutes and I can be back in 45 minutes. So it's actually a viable method of transportation but it's not fast. You still enjoy your surroundings. You still hear the birds and, you know, you can see something that's interesting and you have enough time to look at it several times before you pass it. So that's, it's really fun. I love cycling. And I've heard people say you will never truly understand the geography of the earth around you unless you ride it by bicycle. And it's true. You know, you can walk up a hill and yeah, it feels like a hill. But there's times when you're walking, it's like, I'm not entirely sure if this is a slight incline grade or a slight decline grade but when you're on a bicycle you know it same thing in your car you know you can be going up a mild uh incline 
in your car and you have no clue, right? You just compensate for it. Your cruise control takes over whatever. But when you're in a bicycle, you know when things are flat, you know when there's the slightest downhill and you know when there's a little bit of a climb. It's very, very interesting how uh, the perception of the geography and your land, it is so much clearer on a bicycle. That's my take anyways. But we've uh, been buying some bicycles. I've gotten some smoking hot deals on bikes recently for the kids. And I realized a couple years ago, uh, I was kind of guilty of this is that I look after my bicycles and I have them always tuned and just dialed. And if I need a new, new shifters, I put new shifters on. I, I keep my components working well and they're good components. And for my kids, I kind of always assume that, oh yeah, it's just a kid's bike. They're going to drop it and they're going to leave it out in the rain. And there's a certain sense, you know, up to, a, you know, up to their certain age, they do that. But now my boys, I mean, they're young men and we're starting to do longer rides. We were on a bit of a longer ride and I was starting to feel tired. And then I was talking to my boys and I could hear their bike and you could just hear like the squeaks that it had. And then I gave it a ride and I thought, this thing is miserable. And I mean, I'm feeling tired with a really nice new bike that's dialed perfectly that I'm really fussy about. But then my kids, they're riding things that aren't working very well and they're hard. You know, there's so much loss with mechanical um, things not being lined up right. So uh, I've really tried to focus more on getting their bikes dialed into the standard that I would like mine in. And we're there now. We're good. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, another thing going on is that I'm going to be starting another podcast. I'm not going to talk about it yet. I've got a website purchased and it's going to be completely different than anything I've ever shared on social media before. I'm really looking forward to it and it's going to be something that I'm going to be going through. I'm going to be, it's just going to be good. It's going to be a very good thing for me. And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that when that is ready and I do have some episodes up. I'll let you know where you can find it, but Um, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy this podcast, uh, if you could leave a review on iTunes, that is wonderful. And sharing the podcast. If you know somebody who might be interested in this, let them know. That's a great way to spread the word around. And then also other shows on Makery Network. Go check them out. There's a lot of really great shows. From what I understand, there's more coming soon. So that's going to be really exciting. And this is a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying doing this. Uh, a lot of learning involved. So hopefully we'll just keep progressing, keep getting better. And then even with today, I mean, I had an idea for the show and it didn't work. And I was like, well, then I'm just not going to do a show. And I thought, "Ah, I don't want to, you know, when you stop doing something, it's hard to get back at it again. (laughs) And I think that's part of the reason, you know, I, I stopped doing regular uploads on YouTube and now I'm over two months And I haven't made a video. And I think every day that passes, it gets a little bit harder for me to make a video. I I am going to make more videos. And I've actually got three knife builds that I'm in the process of filming. And the biggest reason for no videos is just that I've been so busy with the knife orders. Um, But yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting all those caught up and getting back to doing some regular content on YouTube for the Simple Little Life channel and uh, all sorts of stuff. Anyways, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Head to simplelittlelife.ca to check out the show notes. And if you'd like to get involved, uh, you can hit me up on Instagram. Uh, simplelittlelife.ca is my handle on Instagram. You can ask me some questions. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest, all sorts of fun stuff, all that good stuff. Anyways, I hope you take care of yourself and be good to others. And thank you so much for listening. Cheers. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.